This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome once again to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barsilia. Big shout out to Julie Lockton, uh, who signed off just before we began. You can check her show out before ours every week. Whew. Hello, Megan. Hi. It's uh, nice to see you again. Yeah. Uh, to give folks some context, I arrived in this cafe from which we are broadcasting in Orlando, Florida, mere minutes ago. <laughs> I think I, I walked through the doors at uh, 3.58 local time, and thank goodness Julie had a couple songs going to close out her show. We got all plugged in, and we are here at Fun in the Sun in Orlando to talk about how to beat the post-event blues. So we left Colorado Springs, where we were at Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bust a few days ago, and I don't think either of us were ready to leave that event, and here we are about to start another event that we're going to be leaving in a few days. I feel like we're really going to need these tips on how to battle post-event blues. Yeah, at least this event. Uh, this I'm going to say two weeks. I'll need help with uh, dealing with the idea of coming down from such an amazing two weeks because I didn't actually go home for those three days in between the events. Um, I was very blessed and was able to stay with uh, Joe Thompson Zemanski and her family. So I got really spoiled. Yep. And we will definitely have time to ask you about all the details, which I haven't even heard any of yet because I wanted to hold them all back for Move Radio and Line Dance Podcast. So without further ado, here's our first article on post-event blues. This one is from eventmanagerblog.com, five ways to battle post-event depression, life after an event. It is common to feel depressed following the close of an event. Fortunately, there are ways to cope with and overcome this feeling. What am I going to do after this? The question came from a seasoned event planner friend I was assisting during an international conference. She had spent years on this project that was now wrapping up. The conference was moving on to a different country the next year and had a new event planner in that country, as was its tradition. Over the course of planning the event, she met many new people, learned about an interesting industry, and pushed herself to the limit to create a great conference. She had other events and clients to focus on after this event, but life as she knew it would be different. Her routine, sense of purpose, and relationships would change. Here are five actionable tips for battling post-event depression. Number one, changing routine. Perhaps you felt it yourself. The feelings of joy and excitement are mixed with stress, uncertainty, and sadness. What is happening? As the event draws nearer, the days get longer and the stress gets higher. Your family and friends hardly have any quality time with you. You have no time for yourself. Life has been taken over by the event and you can't wait until it's over. But then it's done and you can't shake feeling low. At the close of an event, your focus and daily schedule instantly become different. The hours that have been growing longer and longer come to a halt. The lengths that you have been pushing yourself further and further each day suddenly stop. Your life has changed. The event was a success. You love your job and could not think of doing anything else. The client and or your boss were extremely happy. You're proud of yourself and know that you did an amazing job, but still can't seem to shake this nagging feeling of emptiness. Apparently this was not tip one. This is paragraph one. Paragraph two follows. Relationships. As you work longer on a project, you begin to make friends with the vendors, sponsors, and staff you speak with on a regular basis, usually through phone calls or email. Once on site, you put a face to the voice and continue building the bonding experience. This bond intensifies the longer you work on the same event. The long hours and stressful situations bond people together. You become a team. You are in it together. Being part of a team is something that most humans enjoy. I've known some people to be overwhelmed and cry at leaving their, quote, event friends behind. Once the event is over, everyone goes their separate ways. Sometimes forever or sometimes until next year. You've met some really great people and you swear you'll stay in touch, either through LinkedIn, Facebook, or email. However, at the end of the day, everyone you have been working with for months goes home 
back to his or her normal lives. Sometimes you may feel alone. Tips to battle post-event depression. One positive thing to note is that since we know when the event will end, we can predict when these feelings of depression may strike and take action to prevent them. Here are some of the ways you can minimize or eliminate your feelings of post-event depression. Number one, reorganize. It helps to get yourself reorganized. Don't forget to wrap up the event you have been working on. Have a wrap-up celebration. Do your wrap-up calls slash meetings. Gather and, event analyze, gather and analyze event data. Take some notes or maybe translate your previous notes so you can understand them later. Set some new goals. Enjoy the process of preparing for that next event. Well, specifically event-oriented, um, I was fortunate enough that when I stayed behind um, and was able to spend time with Joe, I was able to go to the event um, for the staff members and the for the volunteers um, dinner from Pikes Peak. And it was a great time. Everybody was just still so happy and they were celebrating and you know that was it was a very successful event so everybody was just you know really enjoying the fact that they still got to finish that up. Um, in speaking with uh, Cheryl, who is now um, in charge of the Pikes Peak Line Dance uh, event, along with her husband, um, she was telling me how they have uh, like uh, meetings, and they discuss like what happened and what what worked, what didn't work, what they want to try next year, if they want to change anything, and they go over the feedback that they've gotten at the events. Um, so from an event standpoint, it really did seem to help everybody um, by having, one, that extra dinner, but two, also knowing that they're going to get together again very shortly and kind of like re-talk about the event and re-go over it. Mm -hmm. um, we're very fortunate as event goers that we do a lot of recapping. Yes, we do. Um, so one, we have each other to work with, and so we can talk about things with each other, and we can reorganize that way and work off of each other, but we also get to recap with one another, so we're both excited about the same event, which is really nice and very fortunate for us um, that we, we are so blessed with that. Mm -hmm. But um, for those who don't have it, um, it's, it's certainly... Uh, possible, you know, like that it would be a little bit harder to um, maybe recap with someone. Um, but I know, like, a lot of uh, the instructors and everybody, they'll, like, make thank you posts on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that might be a way that you can kind of put a nice ending onto the event that you went, you went to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that we before events may look at dances that we want to learn in time for open social dancing. And then afterwards, we have written down all of the dances that were done during open social dancing. So we can say, oh, wow, like this really paid off. I'm glad that we learned this one finally so that we could do it at least once in the big ballroom with everyone else. And um, it really reinforces that feeling of of, uh, you know, achievement or success so that you can plan for the next one similarly. You don't, you don't feel like, uh, you know, it's just this casual thing, like, oh, well, maybe we'll learn these or not. Like, we can see what our, you know, time got us to, which was the ballroom and, you know, the big night or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, relax and recover. As event planners, we tend to consider ourselves last. Make sure to give yourself time to rest and recover from the long, stressful hours. Get in touch with nature. Go for a hike. Go camping. If possible, consider an, quote, epic win reward and take a vacation or go to the spa. Um, I cherish when I get one more day before I have to go back to my everyday life. Um, I really actually use that on Monday um, coming down from Pikes Peak, like, you know, I did a, a couple things in the morning, and, and then I took, like, a nap in, in the afternoon, and then, you know, like, I read my book, and I just kind of, like, decompressed that way. 
um, which was certainly nice. I needed that. I needed the, you know, quote unquote me time, um, to just kind of like do what I need to do and really enjoy what had happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and not rush my having to get over it mm. as well as not dwelling on the fact that, you know, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, having a cup of tea and, you know, reading a book and, you know, having a cup of coffee and just relaxing is, is certainly a way to reward yourself. Um, if you don't have the option of going hiking or camping or taking a vacation, because mm-hmm. for a lot of us, these are our vacations. Right. Yeah. And that is something to, to think about, like for as exciting as the hecticness of staying up all night and then waking up early to go to all the workshops, like as, as fun as that can be in short bursts afterwards, you really do appreciate that time when you're not on your feet and you're not running around from one thing to another. And even though you're, you know, in one part of your mind sad that you're not at all the hectic stuff and you would totally do it right now if you, if you could uh, you also have something that you can appreciate about the flip side of it alright sounds like somebody's mixing up a nice cappuccino sounding beverage <laughs> a few feet away that's what happens when you record in a cafe yep <laughs> Number three, this is very closely tied to the previous one. Reward yourself. You did it. You deserve a reward. What should you choose? These rewards should be very personalized and can be anything that makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times for me, the reward for myself is the one day to just kind of do whatever, you know, comes to mind, whatever, you know, fancy I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Or booking the next event. You can say, well, I think I got a lot out of this one. I think it would be a worthy investment of my time and money to go to this next one that I'm thinking about. Whereas if you go to one and it's just a total bummer and you're like, why did I go here at all? Which I don't think has really happened to us yet. Not yet. Um, uh, if, if that is your experience, then you can think, ah, well, I didn't prepare adequately. I should have learned those dances that I was planning to. Maybe I should think about not going to the next one, but like the one after that. Yeah. And you'll really feel like you earned that one after that. I mean, we're really fortunate in the fact that, you know, we have so many plans so far in advance that um, it, you know, we as soon as we're done with one, we get to start preparing for the next. Because mm-hmm. it's only, you know, well, I mean, once we hit uh, Windy City, it'll be every month. But mm-hmm. it's only typically a month or two away. Um, for the next event that we're planning on attending. So yeah. then it's like pretty much as soon as we're back, we start like thinking about, okay, well, when do we have to leave? When do we have to pack? And all that fun stuff. And we start like checking those boxes and then, okay, who's going to be there? What dances do we need to learn? Mm-hmm. So we, we stay pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like thinking about the whole relax and recover bit, you mentioned Windy City and... I mean, even before that, with uh, Wild Wild West in September. So we've got Wild Wild West in September, and then Windy City in October. Still considering Detroit Motor City Dance Class, if we can make that happen, followed by Vegas. And then maybe Florida Line Dance Classic, because it would be one of our last opportunities to see uh, Rachel for a little while at an event. And then Worlds in January... It's going to be one thing after another starting in, like, two months. <laughs> and in all the meantime, also saving up for uh, Rob Fowler's fa- Paris event. Yes, which we both hope to attend if possible. And one of these days I really want to get out to Mayworth uh, down in Australia, which is uh, Chris Watson's event in Tamworth. Exactly. Yeah. So lots to plan for, lots to take care of. Mm-hmm. Number four, reconnect with family. Remember those family and friends that took a back seat as your days got progressively busier? Reintroduce yourself to your family. They probably have not heard from you in a while. Unless they are in the industry, your family and friends may not understand why you feel low about being done with something that seemed to cause you so much stress. Talk with them and share your thoughts. That's good just in general. It's good to connect with your family and your friends and just really have your support group. Um, the really nice thing about it is nowadays with these events being what they are you and line dancing being what it is, I mean, 
they are your family and so you're able to you know make quite a few connections and you know keep in contact via some type of social media um i was actually it was really funny i was um fixing my hair just a few minutes ago i say a few minutes ago like maybe an hour ago after i had left the pool um downstairs and a lady walks in and she goes oh you're megan and i'm like i am and she goes I recognize you from your Facebook picture. I'm Betsy. And so Aww. you're like, I was like, oh, hi. It's nice to have a face to a name and in person. And, you know, so you have a lot of connections that you can make with people, um, especially in this line dance world. And it's really cool when you get to see people in person because then going back, you have that connection that you can call upon. Um, and even if you're feeling a little bit low, you know, you can check in with a few people that you've recently met and be like, you know, I had a really a great time getting to know you and sharing the dance floor with you. And it was really fun when so-and-so said that or so-and-so did this or, you know, like, thank you so much for sharing with me, you know, and just cu- checking in and see how you're doing. And, you know, I know I always appreciate it when people do that with me. So I hope that they appreciate when I do that with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is a trip to think that like there are people out there who see us on social media and then we actually get to meet in person and they have like this whole third dimension to them. Yeah. Like they're oh, they're actual real human beings. Yeah. They're not just a, a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Or like meeting Rachel where it's like, oh, so she's human and not superhuman. Well that's news to me. I don't know about that one. I think the jury is still out. Yeah, yeah, could be. Number five, rediscover yourself. Think about the things you used to enjoy doing that you did not have time for while your event planning ramped up. I always go back to a knitting project that was put down as my days became busier. When I pick it back up, the purpose of my crocheting project returns and I feel better. Maybe you like gardening, running, playing Scrabble, or going to concerts. Whatever it is, get back to doing it. It's always good to spend that time and really figure out, um, you know, like going back to like smaller things that uh, bring you joy and bring you happiness. And um, I have so many types of projects like that. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, but it, it always helps me transition back in when um, I'm struggling or whatever, having something to focus on that then takes my mind out of dance-related items. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking the few minutes every day to really just, like, not think about dance as much as I want to um, really helps separate it, and it helps me know that I'm more than just these dance events. Right. Um, So that certainly helps. Um, And then, you know, like, if you can do some of those things too you can um know that for instance when you're getting ready for an event that you have something to fall back on there's not a what next oh well i can finish that blanket that i was working on or i can finish um you know those online classes i was taking on youtube or whatever learning something or you know that there's still something to be done so it doesn't you don't ever get that sense of like well what now Mm mm-hmm Yeah, there's something that I was thinking about coming home for the few days between Colorado Springs and Orlando where as as much as people might, you know, recognize or or know us or each other at events, there's all this stuff that doesn't seem to work toward dance at all, like you know, the shortcuts that you take to your job or that favorite barista you have at Starbucks like there are all these aspects to your life and in the dance world like you know they don't quote matter like they color you in as like a person and as a you know just a well-rounded character but um, it, it can be kind of perplexing like to think like well these other things that I do if if they're not spent getting better at this thing that I'm passionate about like why am I doing them and then you can find yourself trying to justify your life to the you know, people at events. And you really don't have to. Like, I, I definitely would like to explore that, uh, that concept further just on my own. But, um, yeah, the things that you do 
that you've been doing you know, for years, like I, I took martial arts and I was like really deep into comics and you know, had a vast collection and all of those things were not things that you know got me into dance competitions or they weren't whatever Madison was doing because she's been doing all kinds of dance stuff for the last 16 plus years and she's 22 so probably longer than 16 um, yes if I had started earlier if I had done other more directed things we'd probably you know, or if you had done the same than me we'd probably mm-hmm. be in a different place dance wise but you're right there are more things to us than just our dance sides and it's all right when you leave an event to go back to those things, like your garden or your you know, recreational sport or whatever it might be, and enjoy those knowing that they have nothing to do with your dance side. And you know, maybe you'll accidentally pick up some piece of like flair that uh, you get from tripping over a rock in you know, the bonsai area, but uh, it, it really doesn't all have to be about one thing. You're allowed to be well-rounded. Exactly. Um, Someone had asked me about my hobbies outside of dance. And it took me a second to, like, really think about what I consider a hobby Mm. as opposed to just a quirk in my characteristics. Mm. Um, Because, like, I don't necessarily consider the fact that I love putting together jigsaw puzzles a hobby. Mm. It's just one of those quirks that I do because I love puzzles. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess technically it could be considered a hobby um, uh, versus like uh, you know reading it's not exactly a hobby it's just something I do so it's like it's hard for me to really think about things in a sense of like as a hobby more as just a this is part of who I am and this is how I show who I am mm-hmm. so in conclusion each year event planning is consistently rated as one of the most stressful jobs We even touched on the pressures of how planners can relieve stress on the event manager blog here and here. You can click those audio links. Just poke the air, I guess. Even if you absolutely love your job like I do, you have to find a way to manage the stress that comes with it, which could be contributing to the occasional post-event depression feelings. The topic of depression is widespread and has a tremendous amount of variations. If this feeling does happen to persist or worsen, please seek professional assistance. One of my favorite aspects of meeting and event planning is how we have the opportunity to be a part of the lives of so many different people and get a small peek into their different worlds. Don't forget to be thankful for those opportunities. Don't lose the understanding that the next meeting or event will bring even more connections, bonds, and new experiences. Though our job can be stressful, focusing on the positive parts and remembering to take care of yourself makes all the difference. So now, one thing I wanted to say um, with this kind of situation because they didn't mention anything um i find it extremely helpful and i feel a whole lot better when i implement this particular trick um than when i don't coming back home and that is before leaving i like to do my laundry so there's no laundry left for me to do. I like to, um, you know, like clean like my my room or something like that. In the sense of like, um, you know, making my bed, like something small like that, um, so that when I come back home, it's a whole lot easier for me to just kind of transition in because all of it's already done. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to. Um, you know, like I don't have to hit the ground running quite so hard once I get back. Um, it should be interesting because I think I did leave a load of laundry um, prior to this event. So it, it should be interesting coming back <laughs> after two weeks of being gone. But um, having that little trick, like I said, I found, you know, getting back into the flow of things is a lot easier to do when I take care of the stuff that I'm going to be responsible for once I get back before Mm -hmm. I even leave. Right, yeah. Yeah, because it can be very tempting. It's like when you move to a new place and you don't want to unpack. You think, I'm not really here. You know, I could go back anytime I wanted. Like, if you don't unpack your suitcase from an event, you think you can just get back on the plane and fly to the ballroom and it'll all still be there and all the people are still going to be there. 
But uh, yeah, if you just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and get back started onto your other life stuff, then you'll be moved back in to your room and you'll just, you know, the next time you pack, it won't be to relive the last event, but to get ready in earnest for the next one. Mm -hmm. I like that article. There were a couple articles that we were looking at uh, that were on the same topic. A lot of it covers a lot of the same ground. There was one here that says how to come down from that big event. They have 11 tips, and you can hear a lot of the similarities here. Um, Let's see. Schedule the day or two after the big event to do absolutely nothing. Um, It can wait, meaning just uh, put off some of the some of the things that seem urgent so that you can soak in what the experience was that you had. Create a summary. You heard that one. Um, a couple of these are different. Uh, take a walk and exercise, numbers five and six on here. Um, that's just generally a good idea for everything. <laughs> I mean, just kind of flush out the bad feelings and get some new ones in. Get outside. That was also related. They were saying, you know, get into nature. Number eight, um, connect with your partner. That's a... Uh, that's important to do. That's kind of like what they were saying about connect with friends and family. Read was uh, was on there about you know relaxing and whatnot. Disconnect was also similar. Um, yeah. Number eleven, I like, and we can come I back to that. Say, one. I like number ten about the disconnect, like turning off your cell phone and don't turn on the TV mm-hmm. and and be very unplugged just for like at least half the day, if not the whole day, mm-hmm. um, because that that gives it the idea of like okay, let me ease back into this as opposed to you know jump in and sink or swim into the fact that I've been gone for the last three or four days and heaven only knows how many emails and Facebook posts I'm going to be looking at kind of thing. Actually now that I think about it before we get into numbers 1 and 11 which I I especially like I might as well read the little follow ups to each of these uh, numbers that we just covered for number 2 schedule the day or two after the big event to do absolutely nothing you need a me day a day that allows you to unpack decompress and just relax it's important that you write this down on your schedule number 3 it can wait i know it's tempting to want to get right back into the daily grind of your life you've got emails phone calls and countless errands to run however fight that feeling everything can wait another day or two it's just super important to take the time you need to reflect and internalize the experiences you had. Number four, create a summary. Take out a sheet of paper. Yes, paper. And write a review of whatever the event was. What did you accomplish? What did you want to do next time? What are some actionable things you should start undertaking? Number five, take a walk. Put some shoes on and go outside. The goal of this walk isn't to get your heart rate up and the sweat flowing. No, you're just going outside and enjoying some time to yourself. Put on some relaxing music and just walk. Number six, exercise. This shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I'm not saying you need to go to the gym and do your hardest possible workout the day after you get back from the event, but take a day off and then get your body moving. Stretch and then get those endorphins going. It'll be good for your energy, good for your memory, and just good for your soul. It's win, win, win. Number seven, get outside. Get out into nature and take in the beauty around you. Practice mindfulness, stretch your arms, feel the breeze, enjoy some time in nature for at least 10 minutes. Number eight, connect with your partner now notice this is number eight on the list it's definitely important to take time to reconnect with your partner but you need to make sure everybody is relaxed and able to enjoy themselves number nine read find something to read that won't tax your brain a magazine uh, the paper some light reading perhaps line dancer magazine don't read something related to the conference or the work you do (laughs) maybe not then (laughs) this is just time to relax and let your brain drift number ten disconnect For half of the day, put your phone on the charger and disconnect. Be present in your life and with the people around you. If you can go for longer than half a day, do it. You'll have plenty of time to go back to the phone tomorrow, but for now, just disconnect and enjoy. Number one I liked, that says, don't be disappointed when others aren't as excited about your experience as you. Your friends and family weren't there, and they didn't work as hard as you did to cross that finish line. So unless someone else is dying to hear it, keep that excitement to yourself. Don't forget about it or hide it, but just know that others won't be as invested as you are. I kind of got some of that talking with my parents about the competitions coming up and this event in general. I mean, granted, it was pretty late in the evening and on Wednesday night when I was getting ready to, you know, go to sleep and then fly out super early on Thursday morning. Um, But I I could kind of get, like, unless you're in the life, it's hard to understand the life. It's true. Um... And I know I've, uh, my friends try. They try really hard to show that they support me and they're excited for me, but there's only so far they can go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, like, every once in a while, I'll get really, really excited, and then they'll ask me, and I'm like, yes, I've been waiting for this opportunity. I'm like, wait a minute. Back up just a little bit. No, it's been really, really good. I'm really, really excited, as opposed to screaming from the rooftops. Yeah. Um, Just because I know how they're good friends, and that's partly why they're asking. Um, They might actually be slightly interested, but not nearly as much as I would want them to be. Mm Mm-hmm. So I should probably not overwhelm them mm. <laughs> with um, my enthusiasm. Because mm. like I was saying, like, I'm very blessed in the fact that um, a lot of these events, I get to go with you mm. and we're able to do these recaps. So a lot of that excitement gets to be shared on the recaps, on you know the Thursday, on Move, on random podcasts. Um, I have that outlet and I'm very fortunate for that and I definitely am am grateful um, and know that not everybody has that so um, that's why I think like writing down the summary would be a really good idea for some people who don't have that person who in their life that understands so number 11 on this list of 11 what are you most excited about next you should have something to look forward to if you don't have something already planned, then get on it. Just something that will keep you motivated to get through the next three months. It doesn't have to be another big event. It could be a vacation. Just anything that will keep you looking ahead. Follow these 11 steps and you'll avoid the post-event funk that gets the best of us. Congratulations on getting done with your big event and good luck on the next one. This second article was called, or titled, How to Come Down from That Big Event from ShaleneJohnson.com. That's C-H-A-L-E-N-E Johnson. Dot com. And thirdly, we have an interesting article here from a website, Wikifur. And uh, the article is mostly on the general experience of going to a convention and what happens when you're there and what you can do about it. Uh, context for you know what the convention is could range all over the place. I know that uh, they are specific about the kind that they originally refer to. Uh, But you can apply this to all sorts of large gatherings. Post-con depression. Post-con depression, also known as PCD or post-con syndrome, is a temporary mental condition that may occur in individuals near the end of or shortly after a... Convention. Convention or meet. The most common symptoms are typically psychosomatic and include depression, loss of appetite, insomnia, and in rare cases, headaches. Causes. There are many reasons for PCD, caused either by the special demands brought on by conventions or the immediate events after a convention. There is a biological theory of why this may happen. If a person has so much fun at a con that they use up all their happy hormone, serotonin, they may feel depressed until their body has time to make more. Physical. Physical causes. Despite being a mental state, the physical status of a person can often point to many causes for their behavior as well, all of which can be traced back to the convention itself. Many of these causes only arise after the convention, since any given problem may only appear once the fur, so to speak, has calmed back down and attempted to settle back into their normal daily demands. Physical exhaustion. The stress of walking around with items for several hours on end may be physically exhausting. Even if the stress is not acknowledged during the convention, can catch up with an individual eventually. Poor convention diet. Being away from home, thus hindering the preparation of homemade meals, and trying to save money for other resources like merchandise, commissions, and lodging, some people may try to cut back on how much they spend on food. As cheap food isn't usually the most healthy, this poor diet and the malnutrition that goes with it often contributes to a bad mood. In addition to a poor diet, the party atmosphere may encourage people to drink or use other drugs they wouldn't normally consume, contributing to hangovers and other undesirable effects. Lack of sleep. A desire to experience as much of the convention as possible can cause people to reject their normal sleep patterns, staying up late for dances or panels. This disruption can reduce the amount of energy people have, making them more irritable. In addition, there is some evidence to suggest disrupting sleep can induce depression. Exposure to foreign illness. All sorts of people come from several parts of the world to attend conventions, and many of them may carry some form of illness, recovering current or only recently infected. As a result, 
Conventions are a major infection vector. This is also a primary source of con crud, which is a link that takes you to a separate article. Alcohol consumption. Alcohol is classified as a central nervous system depressant. Binge drinking specifically can contribute to feelings of unhappiness. So before we move on to mental, do you have anything to say about uh, these physical causes of post-con depression? Physical exhaustion, there's a, a really easy one right there. We wipe ourselves out. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know you had a good good convention. Or in our <laughs> case, uh, dance event. And poor convention day, we actually work on that um, by, if we can, take grocery trips to nearby places where we can have more choice of what we eat, not just settle for whatever's in the gift shop. Pretty much. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have found that... Um, Finding a local store in which we can we can buy some form of grocery has certainly helped um, with the diet as well as the finances because you're not spending twenty dollars on a meal every meal. Mm-hmm. Um, as for like lack of sleep, unfortunately, I tend to miss a lot of the workshops because yeah. I'm out dancing late. Yep, same. But you know, for right now, that's what is. That's where my priorities are. I, I like the social da- dancing aspect, and if I can make it to a workshop, then great, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. But my main focus is being able to do the social dancing. And there's always Vivian and her dance channel on YouTube, just um, in case we miss something. Exposure to illness. Um, I've been very fortunate, and there hasn't been a lot of times I've come home sick from these events, but. Travel is hard on your body. Travel is really hard on your body. Dancing is really hard on your body. Um, so it's really important that, you know, when you can, you take care of yourself. You hydrate. You take whatever vitamin supplements that are going to best assist you as an individual, um, as opposed to just in general, um, getting rest when you can, um, eating frequently. And not like starving yourself. I mean, those are all crucial. Um, as for alcohol consumption, um, depends on the event as to who is there. That I've noticed that sometimes people drink more, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes they drink less. It's it's all a personal preference. Just know that you know it does take a toll on you, mm-hmm. um, and it does affect you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's certainly something just to keep in mind mm-hmm. I mean the good news is at these events we're all adults mm-hmm. that can make our own decisions yep. so if some people can function on you know one drink then great if some people can function on 12 then great if someone doesn't want anything then great it's all a matter of personal preference and how you like to um, I was actually just telling a couple of people earlier today that I don't normally drink. I'm not much of a drinker in general, let alone at dance events because it it throws off my walls. I get tired. I get dizzy. Um, I have a harder time remembering some of the steps. And a lot of these events, at least, um, the da- and some of my favorite dances are the more challenging ones that you have to know the steps. And it's very easy to start off one way and go into a whole nother dance when you're not thinking mm-hmm. so having the alcohol added to that can uh, certainly affect that yep mental causes unlike the transition from a person's normal life to a convention the adjustment back may be difficult for several reasons unhappiness with real life conventions are seen as stressful yet fun while normal life may be merely stressful As a result, there is less enjoyment to be found in normal tasks, and this readjustment to normal behavior can cause problems. Separation from friends and family. Folks may be more social at conventions than they are in real life, and this separation merely reminds them that the time spent at convention is only temporary and fleeting. Adjustment of social status. Individuals that are popular at conventions may not be so in the real world. And so the check to their ego may cause old issues in real life to flare up. News events. The world does not stop for a convention, and so shocking news of events that people missed while away may jar them, especially if the event is a serious one like the death of a family member. Money shock. 
If someone has overspent at a convention, they may become highly sensitive to future spending efforts, at least for a little while, to compensate for the added costs. Overstimulation. It has been speculated that increased social stimulation may use up available serotonin in the prefrontal cortex. Um, I can speak to just about all of those. Yep. <laughs> um, unhappiness with real life. Given what's going on currently in my life, it is so much easier to be who I am at these, ev these events and who I am as a dancer as opposed to, you know the fact that I f currently am in a situation in my, in my job life where I feel unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a whole lot easier to look forward to these events. And even so much, because they can be stressful. It can be, um, you know, hard traveling. It can be hard figuring out where you're going to stay and when you're going to check in. And did the airport lose my luggage? And... Um, you know, once you get here, which class am I going to take? And um, when am I going to find time to eat? And when am I going to do this? And um, if you're injured, like, if that's going to cause a problem or, you know, if there's a conflict um, when it comes to you have three different classes that you want to take at the same time, it's like, which one? I mean, there, there are those decisions that can add to it, but for the most part, we do this because we love it and mm -hmm. it fulfills us in a way that's just so satisfying so then to go back to your everyday life can, can definitely be harder yep. um, if, because these events I mean I know for me personally my life does outside of these events just doesn't compare no just no <laughs> like, yeah here I get to take buses and or like shuttles and planes and lifts and whatnot and at home I have my lovely 1992 Buick LeSabre, which my mom just recently touched up with spray paint because the rust was, um, it was getting pretty bad. So she oh. found a nice, a nice shade that uh, matches the rust, and it's looking a lot better. Bless her heart. Yeah, um, she's a good mom. But also, just in general, the the people that you get to meet at all these different events, yeah, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces, of course, but you also get to meet so many new people, mm -hmm. and from all across the world and that's just it's so much bigger and grander than you know your little small hometown that you've been in essentially your whole life mm -hmm. or pretty close to at least or a good portion of it and it's just it's really easy to start looking at the events and your real life and comparing and that's where you've got to figure out what you're doing in your real life and potentially find a path that's going to be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, as for separation from fr friends and family, um, I it's a little bit tricky for me because this community is so huge and so amazing and so welcoming that I've met so many amazing people in less than the last year. Um, but it's hard when they don't live right next to me. Uh -huh. When I can't just be like, hey, let's go meet for some coffee. Because, um, you know, they're like six states over. You know, mm -hmm. it's a little challenging. Or like um, Yenny in, was it Denmark? Yeah. And she was so much fun having, having her here in Wine Country Line Dance. Her interview just went up um, on Tuesday. And, you know, when are we going to see her again? Like, or Roy in the Netherlands. Like, Roy and Fiona, one of our favorite couples to watch doing anything at all ever. And they're in the Netherlands. Like, that's their real life. That's where they live. And when we do get to see them, it's for a few days. Which, uh, not fair. Well wishes towards Roy in a speedy recovery. Yes. Um, the, the dance world really needs you. Um, so, and adjustments to social status. I mean, I, I totally understand because um, when it comes to uh, everyday life, you know, I'm just another cog in the wheel, essentially. Mm. And, you know, I just I keep going and, you know, I, I get to look at the who am I? I'm just another person doing this, you know, versus here you can be grander than that. You can be bigger than that. People are get, get excited to see you. Um, they make a big deal when you come into the room and 
they give giant hugs because they haven't seen you in months. So it's like you get that special feel feeling of almost like a social elevation, mm-hmm. um, which you may not get because of as well. I guess the best way to say it is because your friends back home get to see you more frequently, they don't make as much of a big deal of seeing you, mm. um, which is, it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's great that your friends get to see you, but there is something that makes you feel a little bit more special when there's a big deal made on your part, mm. um, as shallow as that may come across. <laughs> um, we all want to be loved. Exactly. So, and it's, you know, and it's just the, I guess, the repetition and the everyday, you know, if you if you have ice cream for dinner every, or ice cream for dessert every single day, going out for ice cream isn't a treat. Right. So, yeah. and it's not that ice cream isn't good. It's not that it's not your favorite. But um, there is certainly that when I haven't seen people in a couple months, I get really, really excited about seeing them. Um and I almost feel like it's unfair to my friends back home. Because mm. I should be just as equally as to, to see them. Um, uh, as for, like, news events, of course, like, things can happen. Mm. Um, it's not as common, but it, can, it certainly can. I know uh, one of my friends is going through something pretty big for the last couple of weeks with her family. Thank heavens. Um, everybody's good. They're healing up nicely from uh, an accident they were in and uh, she's keeping people pretty much up to date when she gets updates so um, that can be tough big one for me was uh, last November the election yeah yeah I the entirety of the event I just didn't want to know I just stayed out of it didn't look up any events um, anything that came out on uh, you know news updates on reddit anything I just stayed in the ballroom, just mentally in the ballroom. And then I, you know, would hear these little comments here and there. I think uh, one of the DJs said something. And I'm like, oh no. And I just tried to put off as long as I could, like having to go back to the real world where, like, this is the country where I live and all the other things. And um, at the event, you're in this whole other planet. The only people that matter, like authoritatively speaking, are like Doug, Jackie, and the instructors, <laughs> and uh, and maybe Elvis somewhere. Um, yeah, like that was one of those things that like I didn't care about the news. I it had no effect on me. Like it it was no it wasn't relevant to me, and it was better just to stay in that little bubble. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, like, it's not as common. Yeah. It's not like every event I come back from and there's something. Um, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is, is a big one for me. And yep. I'm sure you, you're, you're, you're equally up there with me is the uh, money shock. Money shock. Um, it's really easy to get lost in, when you're at these events in the, oh, I'm on vacation. Oh, yeah, here's just charge. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. And then you get home and you're like, Oh, goody, I have like 20 bucks to last me until my next paycheck, and I need to get gas and food and pay this bill and pay that bill, and oh, goody, mm-hmm. <laughs> what'd I just do? Yeah, um, I actually had that experience uh, after just, you know, three days of driving around to my gigs. Before I went to Daly City, I went to Costco to fill my car up with gas, and like, gas, I, I remember this. <laughs> what? Oh, right, $40. Okay, yeah, now it's all coming back. Forty dollars that you know, like you don't enjoy spending as much as like when you're at a convention. It's like, oh, forty dollars, I can buy this sandwich and maybe a couple of drinks for my friends. And then forty dollars in the real world is just like, well, good, I can function now. That's nice. Oh, and we have a, a visitor who just came by that we'll be seeing in the ballroom later, and uh, look forward to look forward to seeing you out there. All right. Yes, money shock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, for instance, I'm going to have a big money shock when I get home from this event because I've been off work for two weeks. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, as much as I did not want to go home when the possibility of <laughs> hanging out with Joe and you and um, Anna and for like a split second Maddie, uh, you know, during those few days after <coughs> Colorado Springs before Orlando, as much as I wanted to do that, I knew that if I wanted to pay for Chicago, pay for Vegas, pay for life, 
I was going to have to come back for just those three days. Yeah, it was a, it was a little. It's going to be a little tough going back because I I know um, <laughs> being off work for two weeks, I get to go. Oh wait, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hoping to uh, jump right back into a heavy workload once I get back. I'll find out my schedule on Sunday for the week. <laughs> yeah, we have August mostly off as far as events go, so work, yeah. work, work. Yeah, that, that, that is certainly my intention. Um, I'm actually probably going to even be looking for a new job hmm. during August just so that I can uh, better situate myself for the upcoming year of dance events. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone would like to support our Patreon, it's currently imaginary, but we accept well wishes. <laughs> um, also, uh, we are very, very inclined to volunteer at any any events that might help us reduce costs of attending said event. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I can lift heavy things sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I have to help. <laughs> um, but the last one, which is overstimulation, it certainly... These events are so, so much, so stimulating, so intense, so like everything's going on, like kid in the candy store kind of situation. Um, I know coming back from Vegas was probably my biggest crash. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do next that's going to even compare to what an amazing event this was? Um, granted, that was my first event, and it was a long event, and there was tons of instructors there, so it was like there was a lot of stimulation going on, um, and a lot of things that I experienced that I wouldn't necessarily experience at, say, a smaller event. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and so coming back from that, it was like. I had to really figure out how to refocus, um, how to um, accept the fact that, you know, my house was quiet. Like, that was really hard for me to deal with because I was used to so much noise for so long and I wasn't going to have to be down in the ballroom dancing in two hours or anything like that. So, like, having to slow down from that was hard. It was definitely a challenge. Um... Yeah, now that you mentioned that, that actually, that is a weird feeling when you come home and you're not missing anything. Like, if you're at an event, you're not online or whatever because you're so worried about what you're missing. If I'm, if I'm on my phone, I'm not at open social dance. If I am taking a long lunch, I'm not at a workshop. So you don't want to do anything that wastes time because you want to go to this other way better, cooler thing. And then you get home and it's like your time is worthless because <laughs> nothing, nothing that you, know, you could do to fill the time is beating out anything better. There is nothing better. It's just life. Yeah. So what would you do otherwise? Like stare at the walls? <laughs> you know, better fill it with a bunch of mobile apps and Facebook and whatever else. That's yeah. where your mind goes. Well, and, and you had a, a challenging one too because you came from Windy City and knowing that Vegas was going to be my first event and how much I was going to want to dance, you jumped into, like, teaching and helping me learn, what was it, like, 70 dances or something ridiculous like that in a month um, so that I can get out there and dance with all of the people on the floor and it be a good event. And then we had a good event. So you went from one event to jam-packed to another event and then nothing until January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Windy City was an enormous high for me because you had Guyton, Joe, Rachel, uh, there's another one, Fred. Of course, Dustin and Linda are always fun to watch. Joey, like, oh, Gary. Like, where do you ever see all these sorts of people all together at the same time. Right. And I had that for a few days, and you weren't there at the time, so I could really just, like, soak it all in and not have to, like, talk to anybody. Like, I could just feel, pure feel purely feel all of it. I demoed Funk and Feel It with Rachel. Um, I got to see a whole bunch of dances for the first time, like uh, New York to L.A., 
and I was able to film Guyton up close when he did uh, take me to church. And afterwards, like after the last night, you know, staying up till six thirty a.m. in Jill's ballroom, that was that was a difficult one to come down from. And I'm glad that you were there to kind of keep me going, keep the momentum going with learning things every day. But yeah, after Windy City, learning Vegas, and then the long wait. And I know um, both of us during that time, we were having a hard time getting motivated learning anything. Mm -hmm. Like both of us were just like, well, I don't know, maybe it won't be big. Maybe, maybe we should wait. Maybe we should see what happens. And, you know, like we had that very almost like passive, lethargic, depressed state that um, maybe at the time we didn't realize that that's what it was, but we just chalked it up to the, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know there, there was also some life stuff that happened during that December area for both of us that mm -hmm. was kind of like, oh, my gosh, what next? Yeah. But, um, like, there was, there was some questioning in there um, that maybe could become be attributed to the come down of such a long amazing chunk of stimulation mm -hmm. yeah I I guess this will probably come up more in treatment but um, I like that even the established people who've been doing this while like Madison they have mentioned what they do like when they have to come down and they have these long stretches weekend after weekend after weekend uh, I believe Madison's words of wisdom in particular were that some people don't even get the high they only have real life they, yep. they don't ever get to ride it for as long as you know, those of us who are lucky uh, enough to get to do so she just kind of takes that moment to be like okay well you know yes it's very sad but you know you got a high that other people didn't so get back to work you know, do whatever you need to do get back on the horse and you know, exercise or read or whatever you need to do yeah and I, I can imagine how hard it is for her knowing that you know, she has to go back to Australia, which is great because she has her people that she's missing now from Australia. Mm -hmm. But it's also a matter of, well, when's the next time she's going to be able to see all of these people? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's much harder for her to come over here um, and on a more regular basis than, say, us traveling around the U.S. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could hop around to a new place you know, every month or two if we wanted, but for her, how many events are there in Australia over the course of a year compared to the United States? Kind of mm -hmm. spoiled. Yeah. The U.K. would be another good one. I, I wouldn't mind living in the U.K. for a while, just, like, hit all their big ones <laughs> in a year, like uh, Stoke, the, the, the big one that they did... Uh, the, the video of the beast that they did this er, earlier this year, um, and Shane, I want to say Shane taught something, either stomp your feet or pull me closer. Roy taught Shape of You there. Um, so there's that big one. And then you've got World Dance Masters, you've got Crystal Boot Awards. Um, anything that Gary does, of course, is going to be somewhere in like the UK area. Um, so is yeah. it Essex coming up? Yeah, that's another one. Mark G is involved in that one. So. Yeah. So, you know, they're lucky as well. They have a, probably a much higher density than any of our cities for events. Uh, but, yeah, Australia, that's going to be a tough one. Mm -hmm. Treatment. Post-con depression, like most holiday-related stress, typically goes away on its own after a few days as the individual settles back into their daily lifestyle. In spite of this, the intensity of the depression may be difficult, so there are a few things that can be done to mitigate this stress. Take care of your body. Healthy behaviors will usually be enough to counteract most physical stressors. Showering, sleeping, a full night's rest, and eating properly will help your body to cleanse itself. If you believe you are becoming ill as well, take vitamins and whatever other medicines are needed. Analyze your convention experience. Posting to an online journal or on a forum about the great time you had at the convention will help encourage others to do the same and to talk to you about it, providing social support and allowing you to see that many others are having the same issues with returning to normal life. Also, reliving the good parts of the convention may help you feel better. If you work at conventions and or this convention didn't go as well as you hoped it would, this is also a good time to consider how you can improve on things for next time to make your next convention a better one. Look forward to other conventions. 
there's always next year, or the next con as the case may be. And that means you have plenty of time to prepare for it now. Take advantage of this and get ready. Yeah. No, uh, the taking care of your body is huge. Mm -hmm. um, it really is important to eat properly and get the necessary rest that you can while you're in the, I guess, the come down state. Mm -hmm. um, like we'd mentioned before earlier, like I love that I'm able to do so much recap with you. Mm -hmm. We're very spoiled yes. like that. Um, and then also that we we already have your know, what like six events planned coming up so we really it's one of the great things about the line dance community is you do have so many options that if you can pull it off you really could be in a different state each month yep um so you you do have those options of like if you can't do it every month Bye. well what's every other month or what's every three months so at least you have something to work towards something to get ready for something to look forward to um and the other thing is, you know, there's a lot of these places are booked out a year in advance. So, I mean, you know, in theory, that there's going to be another Fun in the Sun next year. Mm -hmm. So you can plan for that if you can only do one a year. Yeah, I wasn't able to go to Marathon this year because I had work that weekend. But you know, maybe next year the dates will change for one or the other and I'll get to go. Yeah, exactly. So... All right, so this was, again, an article on post-con depression. If you Google Wikifur, post-con depression, W-I-K-I-F-U-R, post-con depression, you will be able to find this article. I think now's a great time to take a brief musical break and play a song uh, that is the soundtrack to a very exciting and energizing dance by Miss Madison Glover that she taught at Pikes Peak Line Dance or Bus last weekend. She calls the dance Power Mix, and it is to the song Power by Little Mix. Imagine that. Very clever. Way to fit me, guys. Anyway, so we're going to jump over to that, and we will be back with you in just a moment. 